Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Honey Faith, and you are now tuned into Life After Dusk Live. This is CJ Sway, and you're tuned into Life After Dusk Live. This is Perry, and you're tuned into Life After Dusk Live. Hey, this is Kula Varsil, also known as Queen Kong, and you're tuned into Life After Dusk Live. Come get some, baby. Run the world, I'm your superman, you 
my wonder girl Stay tall so they can't divide us You a LPN and I'm a truck driver Yeah, they say. 
All right, welcome to Life That Does Live with your boy, Seti J, and your girl. Hey, production. Hey, 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 everyone. Yes, we started, we started warming up uh, with a nice little music break to start the show off. Get you guys nice and nice and revved up for a good show. Another beautiful hump day after dusk Wednesday. And today's show is a very special show. as It's a special you know, we know we're special a lot today. Um, but yes, it is the Richardson Foundation takeover. Today's show will be highlighting all the great stuff about the Richardson Foundation, some of the projects coming up, and of course getting the background of what, what actually started. So, you know, throughout the show we'll be giving you all those different pieces and yeah, man, just and, and just kind of just having discussion general discussion on some of the, the things that actually started um, started the group and just having a discussion about those topics that has sprung up the reason why it started. So I will, I will go ahead and go to Nay because Nay is the brainchild behind on the Richmond Foundation. So Nay, first off, um, you know, I, I know we've like talked about it in brief, brief moments um, on, on other shows, but since this is now a show where we get to talk about it solely, um, I want you to first off um, tell everyone, you know, what made you start the Richards Foundation and why now? Why is why is now the time to finally uh, release it? Um, well, the reason why I started the Richardson Foundation is because I lost my father due to violence when I was 10 months old. My dad was only 19 when he passed away. And um, he was dating this girl, and the girl set him up to be killed. Um, He died of smoke insulation. He wasn't shot or anything like that. He died of smoke insulation. Um, So growing up, I grew up without a father and it's very important for a little girl to grow up with a father because there's some things that a father can teach his daughter that a mother can't teach his daughter and vice versa some things that a mother can teach a son or a father can teach a son that a mother can't or a father can't um so it's very important that you have both parents in your life. Um, also, I've been um, seeing that a lot of people are getting killed. A lot of fathers are losing their life and leaving behind these kids that a mother has to raise on her own. And, you know, it's getting quite ridiculous. It's it's unfortunate that these kids have to relive the experience that I had growing up as far as growing up without a father. Not because the father didn't want to be there. Because, of course, my father wanted to be there. My father was at the hospital when I was born. Um, 
so therefore it's you giving you know, you're not giving these fathers a chance to be a father. You're taking that chance away from them. And uh not only does it hurt the mother to have a bigger toll on that child. So that's why I started the Richardson Foundation. It's in loving memory of Robert Richardson, and that's my father. That's why it's called the Richardson Foundation, because I carry on his legacy. I have his last name. So um, that's why. All right, so I want to, like, share before we get into other parts of it, too, because it's, um, you know, that was the reason why I was started, but there's so much more that your that that your nonprofit is set to do, and you know, of course, we get into that as well too. But I wanted to like share stuff from my point of view, like like how I even got word on on everything for it. So one thing one thing I can say is that that's as crazy as like forever. Like you know, we joke around this show a whole whole lot. And you know, Nate. You know, we yeah, like me and Nate. We just we we um we talk we we talk we say some crazy stuff on here. Or just, um, and then you know, you know, it, like whether it be serious topics or shoot topics just being goofy, we talk about a whole lot. But I would say this: like in the day, we'll both love um love people um doing good. And seeing her start, you know, seeing her talk about this for a while, she, you know, she, she, she didn't quite go all into it for for a while. Like she just kind of said she was starting a nonprofit. She never told us what it was specifically, but it led to this. And I remember Nate the crazy like. So just let you know, into my brain, my thought process of how you know when you got me involved. Um, it was crazy. So, like, one of the first things I did with the with the foundation, they gave me a log. She gave me a picture. Gave me two pictures. There's a picture of her and you were how old in that picture again, Nay? I was about three years old. So you got Nay. You got Nay. She was she was three years old in the picture, and in the other picture, you had a father. She handed me these pictures, you know. It, you know they were they were really old pictures. And some people were like, oh, oh no, I know if I do anything in these pictures, man, it's gonna be hard. I didn't say that. I was like, okay, I'll make something happen. And you know, all I could think of, it wasn't really the rest of the, the logo that was necessarily the problem. All I wanted to make sure was how can I make sure I involve these pictures. And make sure that you are drawn to them and bring just the most greatness to the light of of encapsulating everything. And so, end up putting putting the pictures onto there. So, oh, we can make the logo um, seem more like a locket of sorts. And so, that kind of was what it was. And then I thought about color. It's like let's add a little bit of color in there. Colors that tend to um, draw 
um, kid, you know, that they usually are very neutral when it comes to like kids or whatnot. And so did that, and that was crazy. But then she came back and she was like, "Oh, I want you to design the website." And so designed the website, and those those I mean just those two things alone before I even go into the other projects she had me do for it, it was just crazy because again, you know, as y'all hear me talk about a lot on here, Nay just continues to evolve and she becomes more and more of being in touch with who she is and she becomes much more powerful. And and that's all and, and you know I I'm just very blessed I get to watch this every day watch this unfold and I think in my my eyes I think that you start a nonprofit it actually what it ended up doing was it even opened up you being who you are even more and I've seen a different light in you since you started it seems like you know you're even more focused than ever and you're just you're much more excited than ever. Because now you have you're doing something that you know is able to give back to someone who you you can't quite see all the time, but this is a product for them. So I say I'm I'm very thankful to be able to watch this man. This is this is just beautiful. So yeah, I I, I thank you for you know allow me to be part of the design process with so much stuff. Cause you could have picked anybody, but you picked me, and I'm very blessed that you decided to do that. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you for um, wanting to be included. You know, A lot of people say they support you, but when it's time to support you, where is that support that you need? So. Exactly. And that's what already, and that's what it goes into today's show. A wide takeover. Why y'all can just do a segment on it? I mean, that's cool, y'all. I mean, yes, we could just yeah, we could have just done the segment, yeah. But I feel I feel this. There really is so much to talk about. Um, that we could do a whole show on talking about the foundation, and I think you know, I, I don't think a segment is enough to kind of you know, allow people to understand also coming up with it and then also um, just kind of get the background story. And you think about a lot of times it's like mini documentaries that kind of draw people in. Okay, that's what they're doing. I'll get it. And yeah, again, you're you're really trying to do some good work out here. And so, yeah, again, you know, I I, I always try to use the gifts that I have to try to to support my friends and what they're doing. And so wherever gifts I have, I use those gifts to give back. And, you know, it's a blessing to use, the plat- use this platform to be able to give back to bring light to the Richmond Foundation. So, yeah, I see no other way but to have done the whole show showing love for that. But Absolutely. I, and I know Father is very grateful um, that you are doing this. So, yeah. So I want I want to go into the next part because you know we talked about the inspiration of what started um, the Richardson Foundation, 
which, by the way, you know, I will be repeating this throughout this on the show. Um, to be able to get more information on the Richardson Foundation and contacting um, for more, uh, you know, how you can don- donate to some of the projects coming up, uh, you can go to the Richardson Foundation.net. It is spelled exactly how you how you um, you you, uh, you know that Richardson is commonly spelled is the Richardson Foundation dot net. Go there. You can be able to get quick bio and then also information on how you can contact them to um, donate as well. But okay, so um. So some of the other things I've noticed that, that why you start what of uh, the purpose of the foundation um was that is to help help with um, young girls and women who are raised from ages um, zero through twenty five um who have lost their fathers due to violence previously or currently in foster care um been sexually abused. Or suffer from domestic violence. Now, what what made you decide? Because you, you alone, I mean, I think I think just alone, the fathers due to uh, the father, losing fathers to domestic violence, being losing fathers to violence alone, was already a big scope uh, to focus on. But what made you decide to, um, you know, focus on those other areas? Um, the reason focusing on the other areas such as, you know, being in in foster care or who are previously in foster care. I have been in and out of foster care from, I believe, the age of eight all the way into my child was 16. I got out of foster care three months before my 16, my 17th birthday. And just to put it out there, that doesn't mean my mother was a bad parent. Um, it just means she made some mistakes parenting uh, because you don't get a handbook on how to be a parent. You have to learn as you go. Um, and then as far as not having my father um, and my mother not having her child's father to help her raise that child took a toll on parenting as well. So now that I'm an adult, yeah, I'm not making excuses for my parents, you know, for my mother, but I can, based on her childhood and her trying to raise a child at the age of 14, because my mom had me when she was 14 years old, she was still a baby herself. And there's some things that she didn't know. And my mother, like I said, it's always important for you to have both parents growing up your mother and your father. The difference between my mother and I, she had her father growing up, but she didn't have her mother growing up. Her mother gave her away when she was a baby. So she grew up with her father. Yeah, her father was married, but her stepmother wasn't the best stepmother. I don't even consider her as my step-grandmother because she's she's evil, but that's another topic. Um, so yes, I've been in and out of foster care. Um, luckily, I was blessed to have a great foster mother. Um, my last time being in foster care, she actually reached out to me the other day. That was quite surprising. You know, we 
got to speak, and uh, she treated me like I'm her daughter. Like that's my second mom. I have I'm blessed to have two mothers. So it's it's amazing to have two mothers. Um, she still loves me. I love her. Um, but yeah, some people are not blessed and fortunate to have a great foster home. Some parents are, you know, some kids are dying to foster care. Some foster homes are raping children, and it's just some kids are committing suicide in foster care. So I feel like me, who, you know, a person who was previously in foster care and who experienced it, because I've been in group homes as well. I was in foster care in Indiana, and I was in foster care in in Iowa, because I lived, used to live in a different state as well as a kid. I used to live in Iowa. So I was in foster care in Iowa. In Iowa, I had white foster parents. Uh, I don't have any bad memories of those foster parents. They were some good foster parents. They used to take us on trips. They had, you know, this RV where we used to go camping. We used to go to church and stuff like that. So it wasn't bad memories at that foster home. They just didn't know how to cook. I'm going to just say that. No, <laughs> 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 so I don't even remember their names. So I just know they is, is, is that why you don't know how to cook? I know how to cook. Hold on. I know how to cook. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, um, so I want to be there for kids who are in foster care because you never know what they may be going through mentally, physically, or emotionally. Um, I really take my hat off to my foster mom because when I got to her house when I was 13 years old, I lived with my foster mom for three or four years. When I got to her house when I was 13, uh, I had, she picked me up from my group home. My caseworker found me a foster home uh, to live at, and I was all over the place. Um, I was really um, lost as a child um, because I used to go through counseling. Like, when you're in foster care, they assign you so many people. Like, you got to do a, a a psychological test when you want foster care. You got to have a therapist when you're in foster care. You got to have what the, some other people, like, it's just a lot in foster care that you got all these people. Like, they try to assign you all these people. Like, you got a foster parent, you guys therapist, we got some other people, it's, you know, so I, and I was going through a lot at, you know, that age uh, in my life, yes, I had my father's mother growing up my entire life on my dad's side, I did, they were very supportive, my aunts, my dad's sisters, you know, they were very, um, important role in my life. Um, but they live in Illinois and when doing foster care in the state then if somebody's trying to get custody of you in a different state, it's a long process. It's a very long process, I would say. So instead of my grandmother and my aunt getting custody of me, I used to just go to their house. Um, they did a background check, you know, when you're in foster care, the person who wants to see you or be around you, everybody has to have background checks. 
to make sure that person don't have any type of background or record or anything like that. Um, so it's very important for foster kids to have some person that they can go to and talk to about certain things that they may be going through. It's important to have a best friend and foster care like that's what I wanted these to be girls, their best friends, like their mentor, like they could just come and talk to me about anything that, that they went through because, you know, that's what I appreciate about my foster mom a lot. Me and her um, became very close over the years that I stayed at her home, and I can go and talk to her about things. Like we can cry together. We can laugh together. Like, when I came on my period, she came on her period. That's how close we was. When I was sick, she got sick. That's how close we were. Um, so I want to create that bond with these young girls because I may be able to reach them in a way that other people are not able to reach them. And then as far as being sexually abused, they go into, you know, being in foster care. Okay, let me give y'all a little rundown on my life. I used to live in Mesa, Arizona, after we left Gary. We moved, no, I think we left Iowa and moved to Arizona. It was was a timeline where we lived in Arizona. When I lived in Arizona, we have a very great life. My mom has sold her house in Gary because she owned a home. We moved to Arizona. It was very nice. The environment was nice. Got some family out there. My mom had an excellent job and everything. And then my mom's stepsister, because like I said, she was raised by her dad. My mom's stepsister wanted to see us for the summer. So we went to Lansing, Illinois for the summer. I kid you not, just how evil some people are, but I had to learn forgiveness. When my mom came to get us at the end of the summer, my mom's stepsister said that she had custody of us, meaning she was our legal guardian. My mom had no rights, and she did that behind my mother's back. Mm. So, I endured a lot of hell living with my mom's stepsister. I got raped. I got molested. I got forced into giving sexual activities that I have I shouldn't have been doing as a child. So, my mom eventually had got a gag. And because I went through those things living with my mom's stepsister, I was physically abused and sexually abused. I was physically abused by my mom's stepsister, like with extension cords and stuff like that, you know, certain things that you should not be doing to a child. You shouldn't beat no child with no extension cords. I don't care. You should not beat no child with no extension cords. That's sick. And I remember a time where I ran away from my grandmother's house because my grandmother had lived in Illinois as well, my dad's mother. And I cried to her. I kept telling grandma, like, can you just come pick me up? Come pick me up. And I slept to my grandma's house. And I got in trouble for sneaking to my grandma's house. 
They tried to hang me on the ceiling fan because I sent to my grandma's house. It was all kind of Goodness. weird kind of shit. Yeah, it was a weird kind of shit that took place. So eventually, you know, my mom had to get a lawyer to get us back. That's how deep it was. My mom had to prove that she was able to care for her children, even though my mom did not hand over her rights to her sister. She put it in the newspaper that my mom had abandoned us. And I remember, like, I'm trying not to get emotional, but I remember times, like, I would sleep early in the morning. I hear my mom knocking on her sister's door trying to see us. Like, my mom didn't have nowhere to go. My mom lived all the way in Arizona. We lived, we had a life in Arizona. So my mom had to figure out a way, like, she had to drop everything for her children to try to fight for her children and get her children back. I remember times my mom said she was sleeping on porches trying to get us back. Knocking on my mom's sister's door trying to get us back. She went through hell trying to get us back, but she did. It took a very long time for her to get us back, but she eventually did it. She eventually did it somehow, some way. I know she had to get a lawyer. I know when I used to go to school, I used to ask for child protective services. I used to show them bruises on me from my mom's stepsister, and my mom's stepsister would say, well, you got to go home to your mom's school. Just tell them that everything is okay. No, I'm not going to tell somebody everything is okay when it's not okay. And that's that's what's wrong with people. And this lady used to go to church. She still go to church to this day. And she's still around to this day, but I had to learn forgiveness. I had to learn forgiveness. So that's how that situation occurred. And when I was in foster care, I, like I said, I had a therapist. They had to try to figure out why my behavior was the way it was. And that's why, because what endured when I lived with my mom's stepsister of being molested and stuff like that, I didn't tell nobody until I was in foster care. My therapist was trying to figure out why my behavior was the way it was. So, yes, that's how that came apart is and then the other part of domestic violence. Two years ago, I went through domestic violence with a man um, that I was involved with. And um, it got dangerous. I could have lost my life. He tried to kill me. He tried to drown me in the shower. Uh, so yeah, it was it was pretty tough. So that's how that went about. to touch on too and this is when I first saw what this was about is kids that get bullied man because I don't think people understand that 
and, and especially this, these days, it is so much harder because we got we got cyberbullying now, and these kids are just are, are having to deal. You're not because everyone goes, oh, cyberbullying is corny. It's not a thing. It is a thing. What ends up happening is you go home, and especially if you take all those those problems that Nate just talked about. You already like people will make fun of the stupid shit. Excuse my French people for keeping the ten thousand, but people were were making it to where all of a sudden it's a joke because you're a foster kid. You go to because you don't oh you don't know your mom and dad. Blah blah blah, and then it's like somehow that becomes a joke, not just in school, but then people take these jokes and then put them into, and then and then put them onto online, and then now people online that don't have any sense or in on the jokes, and it makes it ten times harder. It makes it ten times harder, and for me, also. I wish I cannot stress. I'm I'm all over the place. Just excuse me, but like it, it to me, it just pisses me off. And I said this during the Mother's Day shows, and I say it again during the Father's Day shows. Nothing is more annoying than people who take having their their parents and their lives for granted. I don't care if you argue with each other, whatever. Y'all have got to get over this shit because every day, man, every day somebody's looking around and they they wish they they wish they they could argue with their parents, but they can't because oh what they're not here they're not here due to violence they're not here just due to all these different things and again nothing's worse than someone to get their life taken away from them. When before they intended to, and they don't have a hint of it, it's one thing for you to die from the um, natural health causes or whatever, but it really sucks when somebody else takes their life, takes your life into their hands, and it completely, it, it just completely frustrates me. I, I watch this every day. I watch it with people just in, in person, like y'all, y'all don't, y'all don't take them, y'all just take them for granted, and I like, I, I, I just why I think they, me personally, I think the phrase "daddy's little girl" or "mama's boy," when people try to use that as a way to try to be kind of like disrespectful, I think it's stupid as hell. And I'm like, hell, I read you should you call me whatever you can call me whatever. And in a day I'm blessed to be able to say I have a close relationship with my parents and I can't take that. I, I will not take that back for the world because there's so many people, man. They would die. Die, bruh. Fucking die to be in that kind of position. Especially if you go like you talk about Nay lost her father. She wasn't even we're talking about in single digits, people. Single digits. And I just like to me when you when you first brought this to my attention again, like it just it just because I like I started learning more and more the stories of 
what how this all transpired, like you losing your father, and it's like it's scary, man. Because sometimes, I'm, like Nate, like it's hard. Like these are the things that that I think about a lot of times. Where you know people are coming to me all the time. And they're like, "Said you haven't had any kids yet. Said you haven't had any kids." Because I want to make sure that I'm just scared. I don't want to want to. When I have my kid, I don't want. I want to be able to protect them. And I want to be able to for them to know that I'm going to be here every step of the way. And I just want—I know everything can't be magically easy, but I want it to be as easy as possible. I want to try to take out all the drama and everything that's involved. And this scare—it like honestly, Nate, it scares me. Like that's one of the things. Now, I'm not saying like, I'm trying to go rushing, go have a kid with somebody today type of thing. It's not necessarily what I mean. I just mean when the time comes to do that, I still like that's something that sits in the back of my head. I'm always afraid of this people just thought process. You don't know how people think these days. I mean, it's it's a lot, and it goes into which I I jumped forward to the back to school drive. The back to school drive, like. I'm glad you're doing this because it's a, you know, to some people they might say, like, oh, it's not really nothing, you know, okay, it's just some little project y'all throwing together. But everything started somewhere. Do you think of the little, uh, I can take every little, I can take every big project or every foundation you ever thought of, they started somewhere and it was something that people might have thought was small at some point in time, but it ended up getting proven different. McDonald's started as a small thing, was one restaurant of two brothers, and then um, Ray crocking and buying them out, and then heck, now you got McDonald's everywhere you look at. You you you, all, you also, I mean, this radio show was started on something small. Heck, I wasn't. All I was doing was, you know, this dude having a, a platform just to just have real conversations. And guess what? We still do that. But now we have an audience of people that listen to these conversations. And I'm, I'm, I'm like, in the day, I'm thankful, man. I'm, I'm very thankful to be able to, to, again, to watch this unfold. And I'm pleading with all the people that I know, whether you're a celebrity, not a celebrity, I am pleading with y'all. If you just, even if it's just a dollar, give back to this cause, bruh. Because there were times where I know some of y'all very people that's listen to this show. You were in a situation where your parents were awkward, you know, they're trying to get all this money together to get, take you to, you know, be able to just handle everyday things. But then having to try to go and get money to buy all these school supplies and also try to make sure that you look fly, that's a lot of a lot of work. And I know a lot of people take that for granted of not realizing, heck, the little things being taken care of in life sometimes makes it so much easier on these parents. And it doesn't make these parents, again, like Nate said, different on different subjects. But does not make these parents. I'm sorry because because of that reason. That's how, that when you're a village, when you think on a village mentality, you take care of your people. 
when you take care of your people, they grow into nays. They grow into nays. They grow into cities. I, I mean, I, people have looked out for me. I mean, there's there's parts of my story I've, I've that people will eventually get to know. And you know, heck, I, there were there were. I mean, heck, I had to deal. I've dealt with having to. I I would just I, I, like having to like I remember one summer. Just because it was like I, I might have shared some of you guys don't really know too much about and is with there was one summer where I had like because the rift between my parents at one point in time we actually had to stay you know we had to we had to we had to go find a place to stay for a little bit and we ended up staying the church with one of those homes that the church had. And it stayed into the summer, and I still remember that man. Like, essentially, you know, we had we were pretty much staying in this weird house we didn't even know about, and yeah, like, and we had to do that because just you know things happen, life happens, and thankfully things eventually got great and so much better, and now you know they're doing good. With each other again now, and that's everything. But I say this to go back to the point of why, which is the current project we're doing right now. The back to school drive is put in place because again, everything had to start somewhere, and they they really she thought about a lot of things. How could she look out for everybody? It, this is the thing. This is her first thing. And I think it's a very admirable thing to do. I think again, it's something simple that we all get behind. Rather it be donating money, be donating school supplies, donating your time to go help when the drive happens. Because if you don't get the money, or you don't have the, you can't necessarily get supplies. Because I understand money is tight. Heck, you might even be one of the people that might need this very stuff. So we understand that. But if you get, if you can donate time. Donate at least your time. How can I act? Sometimes it's as simple as how can I help you. It's as simple as sharing a post. Again, like I said earlier, using your own, using the gifts you have, find a way you can use your gifts to give back. Don't make an excuse. Like I don't. You gotta excuse me, Nate. I'm I'm having a moment. <laughs> like I don't like I don't fucking like excuses of why you can't support your people. Like y'all just sit around. You, if Joe Schmo makes some post about um, how ratchet people are, y'all share that a million times. But when it comes to when people try to do something serious, we got to pull teeth out of you to get you to do it. This is not just a, a random. We're not. It's not something about sharing a magazine, about sharing a song, about sharing a radio show, sharing something about a career. This is something about giving back to people. So if you can't, again, if you can't at least give money or give some kind of supplies to help with this, which understand that again, every money is tight sometimes, and everybody has do do things in your power. At you can for the, at least take the time out of your day and share that project because the Susan G. Comins of the world. Um, foundations of the world. They started from like this too. It didn't just happen. It didn't just become Susan G. Coleman 
oh, all these people are involved magically overnight. No. And especially these are causes people care about. I guarantee you at least one, everybody has been, everybody knows a family member that has been through at least one of these issues, at least one of them. I, 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 I can, I can challenge you on that. You know, no one can tell me otherwise. I, I'm willing to put money on it that you have, you have a family member that has dealt with at least one of those things. And again, it was simply just asking you to support Support the drive. If that, it doesn't happen till July, but heck, get a head start. Get a head start, man. And yes, I know some people are like, "Well, I'm not in Indiana. How can I help? Um, is is what is, is there? I mean, will my help or even help? Yes, it, you don't have to be in such such area to in order to help support. Because when we say our community. Our community isn't just right up the street. It's when we say our community, it is a global thing, and you don't have to be black in order to understand um, to support this. You don't have to be a woman to understand this. You just have to you just have to be a human and understand that okay, this is a great cause. You need to support it. Again, I don't. Y'all, I don't come on here. I, I talk about other stuff that we do, but I don't ask y'all for nothing else. If I, if Andy, if I, if if it's nothing else you do, I ask that you so whenever we come bring these products to y'all that is given back to people, I ask, ask, and I'm asking you over and over and over, and I'm gonna keep sharing these different posts about it until people like man said always sharing this stuff. I am going to continue to share it. Until y'all get the point. Uh, this has this has got to work. It's got to work. It's got to. And I'm just again, I'm just I'm just thankful to be a part of it. And I didn't. Ask, I just didn't ask, man. I didn't ask to. I, I, I didn't. I, I like. I always knew. I, like one of the things I ask God like every day is, you know, because we do so much as radio show. I've always kind of like you know I've done stuff with other people's uh, foundations and whatnot, supporting their causes. But it feels great to be able to have a friend who has something. That I can go, man. Okay, great. We got a cause that the show can tie itself to to help directly. I am so excited. Y'all will continue to see me share. I'm gonna get on y'all nerves. I'm gonna get on y'all <laughs> nerves. And I, I remember because I pitched everything, and although I went into a little daze for a moment there, I still was, I still was there. Um. I would say this, like I've been to, I like Nate said something the other day, and I didn't like, man, you don't, you just you just go to show, man. You do little things. People appreciate the little things in life, and I'm always told that from people, like they are pre, and like so. I remember Nate the other day and I shared a post and said, 
Um, I, I want to find it exactly because I want to. I, I hate not quoting things as they were. So I'm going to the post. I gotta find it. I gotta find it. I gotta find it. All right, goodness. Okay, they were not letting me. They were not gonna let me be great. I was. I'm scrolling through my notifications. I'm gonna let me see if I can find it from last week easier. Nope. I want to make it that easy. Nonetheless, I would paraphrase what it said. Pretty much, Nay was saying um, she just she's thankful for good friends or whatnot. And I didn't do that because I wanted her to say that. I wasn't, you know. I just thought, you know, maybe you know she'd share it and. But I, at the I thought that she was just going to share it, which hey, that's great. I'm I'm just doing my my part of how I can support, and I, I love that. Like again, like that's why I'm trying to tell y'all the stuff like when y'all come to the show. There's a reason why we've been doing the show for so long is because because we genuinely love to see each other succeed and to see something like this become around is a blessing. I just I know all I want is people to see I just want everybody to be putting the right um opportunities in life and not continue to be, you know, chastised without having these different opportunities. So that's that's pretty much what I have to say, Nate, <laughs> I am going to go back and edit that. Well, oh, <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. See, I just, excuse me. I was working out early. I was working out early. It got to me. But, <laughs> no, um, yes, it. I, I was like, no. But, yes, so. I Again, man, I, I'm thankful that you evolved me in this. And again, like I will be myself. I'll be since I will be having some stuff being sent there, whether it be monetarily or it be actual physical things. I am going to be sending stuff over the next few um, months of leading up to the event. So yeah, I'm just, I'm just thankful, man, that you involved me, and I'm thankful that you shared your story. Because it's the first time we went deep into it. Like there's some stuff I didn't even know. I didn't I knew that you that you lost your fire to violence, but I did I never knew the full just of what happened and that's just like wow. And I didn't and I and until this day, honestly, I like because of what you said your causes, I knew you went through foster care. But I didn't know the pieces of the puzzle of, of you going to foster care. So, you know, I would say, man, it, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm glad because here you are, you're getting ready to graduate from college and everything, and you're always a person, you went through all this stuff, and you always going after what you want. And I love that, man. I really love that. And I ask, I really be asking myself every day, like, how did like and pe- people think it's just corny and they're like, oh, steady, blah blah blah. Being so sappy, but now nah, y'all understand, man. I, I'm appreciative of, of small things, and I really sit here and ask myself, like, how the heck did I get the days of the world 
of, of Omar Saad and Chelsea's of the world, the the Nikki's of Nikki Fox's of the world. How did the heck did I get them on my side? And I'm thankful, man. Every day, I just like I just ask that every day, man, that I get a good strong team and people yeah, that just, not, I just want to be surrounded by people that's doing stuff. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's not what you've been through; it's how you get through it. Um, a lot of girls who um been in foster care, this is a, a fact. Like, I would say 70, 80% of girls who've been in foster care either lead to prostitution, lead to drugs, lead to stripping. Because I used to be a stripper, I ain't gonna lie. I was a stripper at 18, that's how I got my first apartment. Um, but I didn't get sucked into that lifestyle. It's either you can use being a stripper as a stepping stone to get the things that you need or to make more income, or you can use it as a downfall and get sucked into drugs and prostitution in the strip club and having sex for money. Um, But I know a lot of girls, that has I know personally that was in foster care that's not on the right path. Um, so yeah, it's, it's basically not what you've been through is how you get through it, and not everybody handles things the same way. Like I said, for instance, it's girls who've been in foster care, who strippers, who down bad on drugs, who strung out, committed suicide, and other women like me who are in college. They got kids. They want better for themselves. They're striving for excellence. So we can use it as, like, motivation. And that's what I'm using it as, like, what I've been through it made me who I am today, and it made me want more out of life. It made me want more for myself. And when I spoke to my partner mom the other day, I told her thank you because she she told me how important it is to get an education because this lady is like, she's like 56, 57 years old. And when I met her, she was in college. When I was in foster care with her, she was working a full-time job, a foster parent, and in college. So if she can do it, I can do it. And, you know, she's trying to do all this with kids that are not even hers. And I know this is her calling. The reason why she got into being a foster parent is because her sister used to be on drugs and she had to get her foster care license to get her nieces and her nephews to live with her. And then when they were able to go back home with their mother, she still kept her foster care license and just continued to help other people that were in foster care and get other foster girls and boys, you know, in her foster home. So, that was the reason why she got into being a foster parent. Um, 
So, yeah, she told me how important it is to get an education. And to this, you know, when I told her what I'm about to do and I'm graduating college in December, because I haven't talked to her in a while, but she had called me. So, you know, I was telling her what I got going on. I got the nonprofit organization. And um, she almost started crying. So she said she's very proud of me. And I told her thank you for showing me what I need to do. Uh, and she told me that I always been smart because when I was at her house, I was in, even though I was in foster care, I was on that honor roll. I was making good grades in school. So, um, and she used to say on me about my education. So I thank her for that. I commend her for that. So yeah. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like people don't be understanding. Like we goof around a whole lot on here. But you're so, but they they don't realize that there's more. There's so many different sides of you, and I think it's cool for you to be like so goofy and all that, because I you know it's, it just shows it's, it's multi layers of you. But the end of the day, when you take something serious, you go you go in on it. That's, that, that's why I'm not in a relationship right now because I know when I'm in a relationship, I'm in that relationship for real. I love. Because all the things that I've been through in my life, being in foster care, being raped and molested, being through domestic violence, not growing up without my father, having um, a tough relationship with my mother. Like, me and my mom, that's not, like, yeah, that's my mom, but, again, that's not my mom. Because me and my mom was more like friends. We're more like friends. If you see us on Facebook, you would think we're friends. You wouldn't even think that. People would be like, that's your mama? Yeah, that's my mama. <laughs> we're more like friends. Mm-hmm. We got a, you're more like friends. So, uh, yeah, so. You, even though your mama messed up, I was um, a pastor one day. Yeah, she really kept calling you pastor. I said, he is not no pastor. Uh, I, I thought because I kept thinking she was she was for the longest I thought she yeah, was joking around because of my Reverend Phil so good yeah. character. <laughs> she kept okay. Oh, I was like oh, I was like oh she oh she know my Reverend Phil so good character oh, okay. But no, she, she was being for real. She thought she was dead yeah. serious. You really thought she was a pastor? Like girl, he is not no pastor. Well, yeah, I am because um. Uh, well, I, I should say I am. I am not going to have no pass on my Facebook. I am not going to have no pass on my Facebook. That's um, big. I'm going to say, um, yes, I, I do, because I'm about to lay hands on your daughter. And <laughs> <laughs> put something that's anointing oil on her. Yeah, yeah, that was so funny. Yeah, that was so funny. Yeah, that here, come in, baby. Come in, Nate. Let me rub some of this anointing on you, baby. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. Let me, let me, uh, let me, y'all, uh, because when praises go up, blessings go down. Now, I had a test in my DMV, but it was the weirdest test. <laughs> he, he said he's going to lay some hands on you. Uh, let's have, let's have, no. um, let's have one-on-one no, Bible study. I'm trying to take me on a whole date. Like, I don't know. That's, I couldn't date a pastor. Like, that would be so weird being the first lady of a church. 
No. Uh, yeah. Why, why be weird? You, you ever know? See, you by David Pastor. That man, you, you you thought you thought see here really had your screaming hallelujah there.
And we are going to still say, you know, this is the Risk and Foundation takeover. We're still going to say that this is very important. This is a very because when we say this, this is a very important PSA, and to make sure you take care of yourself. So, Nate, what's the what's the public service announcement we give every hump day? If you go hump, please do it responsibly. Also, go check out the Richardson Foundation on Instagram. That's at the Richardson Foundation and on Facebook as well, the Richardson Foundation. Okay, I'm, I'm about to make sure I'll make sure I tag. I was like, I was like, I was like making that post earlier. I thought like I did not tag it, so I will be going back and tagging it. Um, but yes, thank you everybody. Thank you, thank you, thank you, and support, support, support. Um, hit her. Hey, y'all need to reach. If y'all forget any of this stuff too, y'all can reach us on our personal pages, and we will direct you to those pages as well. Sunny J Desk. At Nate Seduction, our page, you can go to our pages, reach us there, and we will uh, we will get you to the right um, place to be able to help. So, thank you so much. We're out, y'all. Peace. Peace. <laughs>